Welcome to the WIDA Connect podcast series, where we will explore all the hot topics affecting the equipment dealer industry. From industry news, government affairs, and manufacturer relations, to business best practices, technology, and marketing for equipment dealers, brought to you by the Western Equipment Dealers Association, here to advocate, elevate, and educate. And now, let's connect. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Kramer, Western Equipment Dealers Association. The 2020 Dealer Manufacturer Relations Survey was released recently by the Equipment Dealers Association. The survey has been revised quite a few times to reflect the many changes that have occurred in the industry over the last 20 or so years. More brands have been added, and dealer comments about various issues have been expanded. Joining me is John Schmeiser, CEO of the Western Equipment Dealers Association, and John, like me, has seen many of these studies during his career. John, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me once again. John, give me some background on the survey. Well, every year, the Equipment Dealers Association, in partnership with the Regional Association, conducts this dealer manufacturer relations survey. When we started, it was every second year, but just because of the importance of the results of the survey, it's been bumped up to do it on an annual basis. And it allows equipment dealers an opportunity to rate the companies whose products that they represent on 11 key categories of dealership operations and support. And then we've also added a separate rating for overall satisfaction that the dealer has with the manufacturer. It really is a valuable information about the relationship between dealers and their suppliers. You know, in my experience, both manufacturers and dealers have found the data beneficial in improving product and service quality, promoting top-ranked products to consumers, just to name a few. And we know that many manufacturers have used the survey results to promote their performance to their dealer network and end users. They've also used the results as a means to support change and improvements within their organization. Dealers have told us that they use the results to evaluate potential new product lines for competitive comparisons with brands that they currently handle and to communicate you know, areas of strengths and needs for improvement with their represented manufacturers. And the one great thing that I like about this or to show how far we have come since we started doing this survey, we have the participation of manufacturers right now. I think at first they looked at this uh, more in a negative light than an opportunity to improve their relationship with dealers. So, you know, this year, 34 manufacturers provided their lists of their U.S. and their Canadian dealer networks to us to make sure that we were reaching out, you know, to their entire dealer network to encourage them to participate, you know, in the study. And once a dealer takes the time to fill out the survey, those responses are collected anonymously by a third-party research firm that we engage to do this for us. And the good news, Mike, is our participation continues to grow. To, you know, just under 2,700 individual dealer contacts in the survey, that's up from 2,500 uh, that we had last year. We got dealer responses from all 50 U.S. states, all 10 Canadian provinces, and even had an equipment dealer in Puerto Rico participate in the survey this year. So. Of the total ratings we got, Mike, just under 10,000 individual dealer, dealer ratings, and that's also up 6.5% from the just over 9,000 uh, ratings that we got last year. 
And every dealer that is filling out the survey is taking the time to fill out the survey for more than one manufacturer. And each respondent rated an average of four manufacturers when they when they filled out the survey. So that's great to see that they went beyond their main line in their dealership and went and evaluated some of the short lines as well. So we're very pleased with the participation of both our dealers as well as our manufacturers in the survey. And I think we're getting some really good data on uh, what's going on in the industry and the relationship between our dealers and manufacturers. Well, it's terrific. It kind of speaks to the value of it, not only to dealers, but to manufacturers. And we'll come back to some of that uh, in just a moment. But John, if you would please highlight maybe some of the categories in which dealers are asked to rate manufacturers. Yeah. So there's, like I mentioned, Mike, 11 categories, 10 specific. One is really related to overall satisfaction. And so we asked the dealers as part of the process of which of these categories of operations is most important to you. And so I'll go down the list of what our dealers said, you know, in this year's survey about what the most important categories are. So again, Mike, this is from top to bottom of, of the 10 categories. So number one at the top of the list is product quality. And that's probably no surprise to anybody. We know dealers tell us if, if they got a good quality product, that helps with them retailing it to the end user. No doubt about that. Second issue, also very important, and that's parts availability. And dealer needs parts availability to keep the customers up and running. So we typically see product quality and parts availability at the top of the list, and this year was no exception. Third was parts quality, speaks for itself. And fourth is technical support. Technical support is, is an ongoing issue of when a machine is down, can that dealer access technical support as quickly as possible to get that customer up and running? Rounding out the top five is manufacturer responses to dealer concerns. That really speaks to the heart of the relationship between the dealer and the manufacturer. Sometimes we've seen manufacturer responses to dealer concerns a little bit higher in the top five, but it's very definitive of what the relationship with the manufacturer is actually like based on those responses that dealers are providing on, on that question. So if I go to the next five, product availability comes in at number six. Warranty payments comes in at number seven. And you no know, two product availability, sometimes we hear our dealers say, I can't get what I can sell. We're not surprised that you know, that's in, in the middle of the path. Warranty payments is an ongoing issue. Our dealers, you know, getting adequate warranty reimbursement in their relationship with the manufacturer. And I know warranty payments and warranty reimbursement has been like a hundred-year-old issue for the dealers and in their relationships with the manufacturers and something that we as a dealers association hear about all the time. Coming in at number eight was communication with top management. This one too has slipped a little bit and towards the bottom of the survey, but we've also seen this one in the top five in some previous years. Basically, I think when business is good, communication with top management, you know, tends to improve. If there's stability within the manufacturer, communication with top management tends to improve. The business is not good or there's a lot of changeover going on at the manufacturers, you know, we see dealer ratings drop in this area. 
Coming in at number nine is marketing and advertising support. Although important, we typically see this towards the bottom of the survey. And then rounding out 10 categories is return privileges. What privileges do the manufacturers have in place for returning stale inventory, product that's not moving, and maybe even more specifically important, obsolete parts that are just not as much or as a high demand in the marketplace. So, so Mike, those are our, our 10 categories that the survey highlights. And what we ask is, you know, each dealer to, you know, uh, rate their mainline manufacturer, their key shortline manufacturers. And what we put together then is an average based on two things, and an average within the group. So we'll do an average of all of the mainline manufacturers. So so where is that manufacturer performing to others in the group? And then we also put together an average of all manufacturers. And so a dealer can look at where their manufacturer is based on a number of factors compared to their competitors, compared to all manufacturers, or compared to manufacturers specifically in their group. So this is a very comprehensive survey that we have. And you know, one other thing that I want to add, Mike, is is typically the dealers are more honest in this survey than they are on any manufacturer-based survey. You know, unfortunately, in our industry, we still have a a little bit of a sense that there's a divide and conquer attitude, and a dealer doesn't want to be singled out, uh, and the potential for a dealer to be singled out in a manufacturer-driven survey is maybe a little bit higher than it is in this independent survey done by our dealers associations. So we typically hear from manufacturers that they're rated a little bit more harshly or their results are a little bit lower in the survey that we do compared to the survey that they do. And uh, we're very quick to provide our explanation or our rationale for that. I want to touch on a couple of things. You kind of briefly touched, maybe you could briefly go into a little bit more detail on how this survey is, one, used by manufacturers. When a manufacturer's ratings are good, you know, they are promoting the results of this survey to their dealer network. And they are also looking at it internally about where they make changes. It's satisfying and it really is validating the survey that when we have our industry relations task force meetings with the manufacturers and we share these results, manufacturers will typically say, we're not surprised by those results, or we're not surprised with our results in that particular category. So they are using it for, you know, their internal uses in terms of their relationship and their performance with dealers. I think this survey validates a lot of the material that they already know. And I should also mention, there's a lot of comments that come in the survey as well. So we share those comments with the manufacturers and they're looking for trends, you know, both in the survey results, but what are in the comments. And so I firmly believe that the manufacturers are using the results of the survey to better their relationship, you know, with their dealers, their dealer channel, their dealer network. And that's, you know, one of the key things that we're trying to accomplish. And with the manufacturers providing their dealers list, with the manufacturers paying attention to what we're saying, we're really raising the bar for the industry and we're accomplishing our main goals with the survey about how the manufacturers are responding to it. And how about dealers, John? How, how would you see dealers using this? Well, you know, it's it's the reality check. You know, am I the only dealer that feels this way about my manufacturer? <laughs> and when a dealer sees, you know, on some of these categories, some pretty low results 
for the manufacturer, I, I think there, there's a sense of comfort that, hey, I'm not alone in this situation, that everybody else, my brand, pretty much is feeling the same way. You know, maybe disappointing in some respects, but it's also comforting in, in another respect that, hey, I'm not alone. We all feel the same way. This is why the rating is so low. Now it's up to the manufacturer to respond and to improve. And then a, a secondary factor certainly is as a dealer is looking at growing his business, he's looking at the survey to see how other dealers are rating other you know, short line or specialty manufacturer. And if he sees high ratings consistently over and over and over, that tells him that, hey, that manufacturer is treating that dealer fairly well. That's maybe another reason for me to take on that product line. So I think dealers really have a curiosity factor in this as well, too. They, they want to see how they're being compared you know, to another manufacturer in their group. And I think the success of the survey speaks for itself when we have year-over-year increase in participation. Our dealers obviously see value in this survey. That's great. All right, John, another one. Um, I'm just curious, how is it used by dealer associations? Uh, and specifically, uh, something you've been a part of for a long time, the Industry Relations Task Force. How does the survey fit into all of that? So, you know, we have the privilege of meeting with the manufacturers on an annual basis, the major manufacturers on an annual basis, and their association on an annual basis. And we put together the agenda based on issues that come from our dealer members. This is an association-driven initiative, the Dealer Manufacturer Relations Survey. So we make a point of having this on the agenda for every meeting that we have. And in some cases, we will do a historical where we will track the manufacturer going back by you know five years, and we will share with them something that they already know, and that is the trend line. We will share with them that their comparison to other manufacturers. We won't get into the details at all about why a competitive manufacturer has a higher rating or lower rating than they do in that particular meeting with that brand, with that manufacturer. We'll just focus on their results. But we will show them the trend lines on all of the categories. And um, we use that as a basis for the discussion of the relationship with the dealers. We're the dealer's advocate. We're bringing the dealer's point of view to the manufacturers. We do this through the industry relations task force meetings that we have. And, you know, in recent memory, Mike, every manufacturer meeting that we've had with our industry relations task force, we spend some time analyzing the results, the brand specific results with that manufacturer. Well, you've already mentioned more brand participation, obviously more dealer comments, an increase in participation of dealers. What what else piqued your interest in this latest survey compared to other years? Well, the trend lines, Mike. It's amazing to see how the trend lines for the manufacturers match up with what we're hearing from our dealers. And, you know, when a manufacturer is doing very, very well, they're proud of it, they boast of it. And then if we see their overall satisfaction rating decrease over a five-year period, and that trend line says a lot. Now, we've also seen trend lines improve. And Mike, I'm not going to get into specific names of, uh, you know, of the manufacturers of who's up or who's down, but it's, it confirms what our dealers are telling us when we see the trend lines where one manufacturer, the dealers were telling us, we're doing pretty darn good five years ago, but now their results are down a full percentage point. And when you look at that trend line, we start looking at those 10 categories, and we can see why that trend line is down. So 
We have nothing but praise for manufacturers who have seen their trend line, you know, at the very least stay the same or improve because, you know, we've got a couple who have improved significantly over the past five years. So we've got praise for those because they are trying to improve their relationship with our dealers and our members benefit because of that. For those where there's a trend line going down in our industry relations task force meetings, we'll provide our opinion about what our dealers are saying as to why it's down. You know, we'll validate these results with them. And of course, we can't tell a manufacturer how to run their company. But what we can tell them is what our dealers are saying. And we'll take that opportunity to share with them is, you know, this trend line is not good. It's validated by what the dealers are saying. So what can we do together as a manufacturer, as a dealer's association, as dealers of that line, you know, to get that trend line going back up again? Wow. Sounds like an an incredible survey. I've seen parts of it, and uh, it's interesting to see where some of the numbers have gone but I'll tell you what, the fact that you have the comments, that you have the manufacturers to be able to sit down with, John, it's all magical. And then the gold strike is the comments that you can use that will support what you're saying during your meetings with the manufacturers. I think that's terrific. We need to mention that the survey is available free to WIDA members who are also members of the Equipment Dealers Association. Now, for those who are not the survey is $395, and it is available from EDA by writing to surveys at equipmentdealer.org, or dealers can visit EDA at equipmentdealer.org for information. John Schmeiser, CEO, Western Equipment Dealers Association. Thank you so much, John. Thanks for having me once again, Mike. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. I'm Mike Kramer. This has been We to Connect. If you have a question, would like to suggest future topics, or just tell us what you think about the show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us at westerneda.com, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to We to Connect on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Until next time.